Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. This is a very exciting episode because it's actually the welcome episode to the Commit to Six group. So if you've always been on the edge and wondering what it would be like, hopefully this will give you a bit of an insight into the welcome, at least, to group coaching. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to join Commit to Six, you can head over to esgfitness.co.uk forward slash commit to six and you can join the waiting list for the next intake. We would love to have you. Okay, I think we're live and I think it's working now. <laughs> Hello. Okay, right. First of all, the most important thing is Shona and I have just said the exact same thing about Andy when we both came on this call and I want to know if other people are thinking it. So what do you think we said about Andy's appearance today? Put it in the comments. Yeah. First comment wins. Nothing apart from (laughs) the prestige. Anyway, today's uh, live is just going to be a big welcome to all the new Commit to Six intake, which is very exciting. This is the biggest intake we've ever had. And it like the group is already buzzing. So I am very excited about this intake. As I, I am very, very excited. Um, and I am just also loving the positivity and the posts and all our committed people are being really helpful and it, honestly it just makes it like fills my heart with joy um and also like i was just thinking see these people that are answering your questions that aren't us they have gone through the exact same process that you are about to go through so they started commit to sex they were really nervous and anxious there was a point when they had no idea what they were doing and they have just gone through this process commit to six staying on for committed maybe going moving to one-to-one with one of the three of us and they've just learned that way so that will be you one day too yeah there are some people in the group that will answer the questions better than Mm. me or know what I'm about to say before I say it anyway so yeah but do make sure because I think I'm missing quite a lot of the notifications because I've been busy trying to get everyone set up but if you need me tag me because if you tag me I will definitely respond but sometimes I'll miss stuff if I've not been tagged. But also, equally, also you probably looks. don't need me a lot of the time because you've got all of us. We also will miss stuff because there's genuinely so much getting put up in the group just now. Like from Friday right the way through to this morning, it's been literally every 10 minutes something's getting put up. That's not a bad thing. That's brilliant for us. You know, it means that think people are asking questions and stuff. But just be aware that we'll maybe take a bit of time to get around to Okay, um, I'm gonna give Emma this answer because she's almost she's almost hit the nail on the head. She says oh, she has, yeah. he looks like Andy Murray. And both of us came on and we were like, Oh hey Andy, you look like a professional tennis player today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, right, okay, I think just to make sure we get through everything, I'm gonna I've got a little list here to make sure we cover everything. And then there was the question thread. And if anyone has anything live they need to ask, then ask away as we go. So just because this is the easiest order to do it in, I'm going to talk about nutrition and then move on to the other aspects. So you all have your nutrition targets. I have set all of your nutrition targets based on the information you gave me in your type form. 
please stick to them for at least two weeks. Like, unless there's something ridiculous, like you're like, oh, I forgot to say that I actually run five miles three times a day or something. Like, unless there's like a huge expenditure or you're really struggling, we won't change anything anyway. If you're like, it's been three days and I've not lost weight, like we're not going to be changing your calories. If you haven't stuck to something for two weeks, there's absolutely no way anyone can tell if it's working or not. And bear in mind that your weight, especially if you're someone who hasn't frequently weighed themselves before, you probably won't know how much your weight already fluctuates and it will fluctuate daily and that is completely normal. So please don't freak out if it goes up or down and think that you need to change anything. Stick to the targets I've set you for two weeks and then we will review and that's what your check-ins are for. So you've got your calorie target and please bear in mind this is a weekly average. So it's not like if you if you go slightly over one day or you're slightly under one day, that's okay. What we don't want is huge fluctuations. So although it's a weekly average, I don't want you to be like, oh, okay, I'll eat 500 calories for three days and then I'll eat 2000 calories for three days and the average will be okay. I don't really want you to go over or below by more than 20%. So try and mainly because like we want you to hit your protein, we want you to get your fruit and veg in, we want you to fuel your workouts and you simply cannot do that if you're not um, staying within about 20% of your calorie target. So please bear that in mind, but you do have that flexibility like if you want to save some calories for the weekend or anything like that. If you do, and this might happen during the course of the program, go way over your calories for some reason, do not stress. And also, like tag us in a post, but also don't over-restrict. So if for some reason you ate 3,000 calories one day and you thought, well, I could still average this out over the week, no, it, it inevitably turns into an over-restriction, over-indulgence cycle. And that's how a lot of the time binge eating starts. So please just draw a line under it, learn from it if you can. Okay, what triggered that? Was I overtired? Had I prepped my food? You know, what was going on? What can I learn from that? So that moving forward, it doesn't happen again. And then draw a line under it and move forward because that that is only gonna end in a, a vicious cycle. Your Does anyone else have anything to add on calories? No, I think you've nailed them. Yeah, trust, trust the whole thing, trust the process. We are do, it's been done for a reason we're not just randomly taking a punt on what we think um, you need to take the two weeks to see how things go um, and then we can make amendments if needed okay excellent and now we're moving on to protein and there's actually just been a Georgina's just asked a question about this which is excellent timing your protein is a minimum target so I want you to hit 100 grams a day if you eat more than that already don't worry about it. It's a minimum target. So again, don't stress about that. She, Georgina's just saying she eats about 120 to 130 grams a day. Absolutely fine. It, a lot of people will struggle to reach 100. And actually, uh, one of my friends whose friend has just joined up messaged me being like, so he is, a, by the way, and I'm just going to call him out here, a professional cricket player. And he was like, 100 grams of protein and I was like yeah why he's like no way I was like what do you mean no way and he's like there's absolutely no way I could get in 100 grams of protein (laughs) a man a professional (laughs) athlete male doesn't eat anywhere near it 
Wow. What? Yeah, he was like, I've just added it up. I get about 70 grams a day. And I was like, as an athlete. How do you even lift your cricket bat with that chap? <laughs> <laughs> but like, and he trains hard, you know, like he gets all the strength and conditioning support and things. And you just wonder like, why is there no nutrition support, like support at elite level cricket? Mm-hmm. Very strange. And um, another comment here saying protein is something I struggle with as a vegetarian. Um, there is loads of vegetarians and vegans in this group as well. So Helen, if you're wanting any advice, just post in the group. But I also don't eat any um, red meat. I only eat fish and I find it really easy to hit my target. And actually I only eat fish like three or four times a week and it's mostly dairy that helps me hit the target. So you yeah, will, you if you're eating dairy, you're okay. I do. I will say it is harder for a vegan. Absolutely, mm-hmm. especially when you've got a calorie target because you're trying to stay. There's less lean protein sources that are available to you. Not impossible, but it is a fair bit harder. Um, and I would think, like, brilliant advice from Shona. If it's a question like, for example, how might I get my steps in? Or can you give me ideas to get extra steps? Or can you give me ideas for extra protein? Those are the exact questions you need to ask in the group. Because, sure, you can ask them in your check-ins as well, but we only have like whatever comes to our mind whereas you will get amazing answers in the group of this is what I tried this is what I tried I didn't like this so I tried this and and maybe there's another vegan or a vegetarian and there's options in there so that and also you have three which brings me on nicely to the three example meal plans which are which are on the app and there is a non-meat version of that um I don't know why I said non-meat but I think for some reason I called it that as opposed to vegetarian. <laughs> I'm not really sure. But anyway, there's there are three example meal plans which all hit 100 grams of protein. So you can swap out things like that. The point I want to make about the example meal plans is two things. One, it is a skeleton plan. There is absolutely nobody on this. I've set all your calories who is on 100 and, uh, 1,200 calories. Like that's how much the example meal plan is because you're meant to add on top of that. But there is nobody on here on that low calories. So please don't see that and think, oh, I'm on 1,200 calories even. Uh, That is not what this is about. Um, So use them to bulk out. So if I was on 1,600 calories, I'd be like, cool, maybe to start with, because I've not tracked before and I'd like a little bit of structure, I'm going to use these example meal plans and then I'm going to add in 400 calories of what what I want. So that could be a little treat at the end of the day. It could be bulking out those meals. Like it, you can use it for whatever you want. But the whole point is I've purposely made the meal plan so that you can't just stick to them because that's exactly what we don't want. If you stick to a meal plan for six weeks, you learn absolutely nothing and it's completely unsustainable. They're there as a guide if you need them. But equally, like um, Catherine has just commented here, she's been tracking for years and has an amazing knowledge of nutrition already there's absolutely no point her going back to a meal plan it's a regression so if you're already tracking calories and you know what you're doing you don't even need to look at the meal plans but they're there as a guide if you want them all right um i'm just checking okay grace has just said tips for extra steps post that in the group because you'll get brilliant results um brilliant suggestions the other thing I want to add in and I love I put up about clubhouse which if anyone doesn't know is like a 
kind of like a live radio app and I put up a a post seeing if anyone from Commit Six wants to join and everyone's been helping each other join because you need like a confirmation code or no, what is it like a you have to suggest someone to join or whatever so that's really nice and if we can get a load of people on there I want to set a time and I mean you guys can do it off your own back as well but I want to set a time every day where there's maybe like an hour or so where you can just jump on chat the idea will be that you're all going for a walk while you do it but it's to keep oh, everyone company yeah genius or you can like walk around your house or whatever but I think that'll be a lot of fun and a lot of good chat and what's the word camaraderie 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 you know camaraderie okay great Uh, I think does anyone else have anything to say on nutrition Diane's asked do you advise adding veg calories yes yes because they are still calories Pretty the only simple. thing is you probably don't like I would guesstimate I'm not like you don't yeah. need to weigh out your cucumber but you could be like cool you know half a cucumber's I don't know 20 calories or something like yeah. add you know or account for it. it'll be like that salad is going to be roughly 30 calories like account for that but don't be like weighing out your lettuce leaf that's completely unnecessary but yeah everything you put in your body like you need to account for yeah. But that doesn't mean, and I think sometimes people take that out of context and, and think, right, so that means I need to weigh out the milk I put in my tea and all this stuff. You can you can estimate. So if you know that like a dash of milk is X amount of calories and you're going to have that, I don't know, if you have five cups of tea a day or something, then just allocate 50 calories to that instead of being all pernickety about it. Uh, do you recommend taking supplements alongside food? I regularly have my protein meal replacement shake for breakfast. Do you recommend them? Oh, um, if it's a meal replacement, I'm going to say no, because it normally yeah. has a load of carbs in it and it's so much nicer to eat your carbs. So what I would suggest is maybe you do want to have a protein shake, but you maybe have it with oats or you have it with yogurt or you have it with some fruit or mix it in with something like so that you're, or just have it as a shake, but have some food alongside it. It's so much nicer than just drinking carbs. Mm, Agreed. Um, Andy, what are your thoughts on supplements? Supplements are exactly as the name suggests. They're in supplement to what you're currently doing so they're an addition to if needed so things like protein shakes we all as we've already mentioned that most people will struggle to get protein up if they haven't been following a plan previously so something like a protein shake will be quite handy to get your protein levels up but without doubt eating it is so much it's more it's more satiating so you're actually going to feel fuller which is going to help you as you're trying to diet the more food volume you can have for the calories that you are sort of put towards you is going to make it so much easier to stick to them so yeah supplementation protein yes i think do we we don't really we usually get some sort of posts up about asking about like multivitamins and stuff like that as well um but they're a bar creatine, which we cover in every single podcast, every single check-in. <laughs> Creatine's probably the only one that we would actually recommend to take, especially if you're vegetarian or vegan. Um, um, and it's always the same, five grams per day, doesn't matter where you put it, 
Take creatine. Ideally in your mouth, I would say. Well, yeah. It's not um it's not definitely not a suppository, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do snort my creatine. I feel like it gets, you know, into the Full system. Scar face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Apparently, um up the bum is the quickest way to get it into the system though. But you can't is get it? pregnant that way because we had that no, discussion already. You can't get pregnant up your bum. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Great tips, guys. So, um, the other this is what you can expect from the podcast. Yeah, generally. If you're new here and haven't listened to the podcast before joining, welcome. Good luck. Um, <laughs> okay, let's um, go into supplements a little bit more. So, some things that yeah. I might suggest are omega-3s. I think they're Can't. very useful. I think um, vitamin D, especially in the winter in the UK. Um, oh, Catherine's literally just said, what about fish oil? Yes, that yeah. that would be a great addition. And not just for old <laughs> She said oldies. She's not that old. But not just for oldies. Like, I would say everyone can probably benefit from fish oil, even if you're getting in, like, two servings of oily fish a week which most people don't and I would also suggest to try and do you would still benefit from taking fish oils um and then there aren't very many others that we would blanket recommend but there are a couple like if you're vegan or vegetarian that you might want to supplement with so like b12 um definitely creatine vegan vegetarian some maybe some leucine or bcas but that's the only time that you would really give that to anybody is because they're vegan or vegetarian. Anybody yeah. else, BCAs, you're just peddling your money away. Yeah, and then although there's really no evidence, and in fact there's kind of evidence against the use of a multivitamin, sometimes I still think it's useful, especially when you're dieting and potentially food vol- uh, food varieties going down slightly. however no one's on excessively low calories which means that you should be able to get all of this from fruit and veg and every single review on supplements like as in vitamins and minerals ends the review with you you would be better to have a varied diet than take a supplement so I know that some people are like I don't know maybe think oh at least I'm covering my bases if I have a supplement like it's still better to get it from your diet um, yeah. Question for you, Andy. What <laughs> is creatine? So, and creatine by the way, can I just before we? Because Kerry, this is not a stupid question at all. We just laugh because we get this question in every single podcast, and then I don't understand why. Because it's like you are already listening to the podcast, so maybe we're not doing a good enough job of explaining. So let's let's break it down. Break it down. So creatine is a substance, a supplement that is beneficial for um, strength. There are some sort of science behind a little bit of uh, muscle building, um, endurance, uh, and also for cognitive function. So it's quite good for your brain as well. Um, It's a supplement that so many people, or there are a lot of different types of creatine, but the only one that you actually need to take is creatine monohydrate. And genuinely, the cheapest brand will do. This is not about, this is not like handbags or trainers. The more expensive they are, don't make them any better. say handbags? Handbags. 
like not me. not handbags. Hand. Handbags. Bags handbags. It's like gram, grandma, grandma. Yeah. Grandma. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, the cheapest the cheapest variety available is always going to be the best. There there is no difference. We've we had a podcast I think last week where there were claims to be that low sodium in creatine or less additives. If you're taking creatine monohydrate, there is nothing in it apart from creatine monohydrate anyway. So, yeah, it's um, if you want to look up this stuff, there's a website called examine.com. That is a free um, resource that you can go in and you can um, type in what it is you're looking for. And it gives you all the unbiased information. So they don't they aren't affiliated to anybody. They just pretty much break down exactly what supplements are. And it's free, so use that. Yeah, that is such a good resource. And if you're looking at any supplement, just go to examine and put in the supplement and it will give you a nice breakdown of the research. None of it's like over your head, too complicated. There's a really nice summary at the top that's like, this is why you'd use it, this is why you wouldn't, this is the magnitude of effect, these are potential side effects. And then you can sort of base your decision based on that. Yeah. Okay, uh, someone's asked, can we share our logins to, or like, can we be friends on my fitness pal so we can see each other's meals and stuff? If people want to do that, that's fine. There's absolutely no, like, you don't have to do that if you don't want I to share. Think, I don't think I would really, I think just like myself, I probably wouldn't like that. But I think what might be a better idea is people post pictures of their dinners really regularly in the group and that's that's a much better idea also i really love like just bbc food for recipe ideas because yep. all the calories are listed it quite often says how much fat and how much protein is in the meal as well so that's probably a better one because i've like in my fitness pal i eat weird stuff and you would probably like what the hell is she eating so yeah I think that might oh be a did she mean us as in us no 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 the, the whole like the group yeah oh the whole group because I was going to yeah. say I don't track, so that wouldn't be particularly useful. Yeah. It would just be like one random thing that I was <laughs> seeing what the calories were. It's like, wow, Emma's only eating a grapefruit today. <laughs> but we, we, there was a question that got popped up on this earlier on in the weekend, and it was about, do we need to see your MyFitnessPal? And we don't. That is down. That's for you, for you to track, for you to be able to keep a keep a track of your calories. You know, my fitness pals, maybe not for everybody, but to start off with, it's actually a really good resource to be able to help you work out what's in food. And if you want to eventually get to the point where you can eat intuitively, and I, I you know, people throw that word around a lot, um, you know, because they just think that they're they're eating, they're just eating mindlessly, but eating with a portion control in mind by looking at it and eyeballing food, my fitness pal will help you get there. It's a really good sort of stepping stone. Um, but we don't need to see it. We don't need to yeah. we don't need to have access to it. It's good it's really good to develop food awareness and realise the calorie content of a lot of foods. So even if you just do it for the first two weeks, as long as you're doing it for two weeks and then you potentially might want to move away from it. But we will come to that at the first um check in anyway. Right, anything else we need to say? Oh, actually, it's something else that came up with a couple of people is they were using NutriCheck or another tracking app. Absolutely fine. It doesn't matter as long as you're hitting your targets. If you find that one easier, totally fine by us. The one thing I wouldn't do is track on the MyPT Hub app. It's not particularly good for tracking. 
also some people think that they need to double track which is like tracking is boring enough as it is you don't need to add it into two different apps so just stick to my fitness pal we look at your averages if there is ever a problem we just ask you to screenshot and send us your intake and if you want things checked like often in the first week people are like and I've seen this question has just come up actually but they're like can you just check that I'm not having too many carbs oh and if you want the reassurance because that's that's obviously really why you're asking because you probably know that it doesn't hugely matter how many carbs you're eating if you want the reassurance just post it in the group and we will reassure you so we've got one from Zoe um regarding healthy fats how much do you need to eat consider it a portion i cook with olive oil most days but only half a tablespoon does will this count as a few portions across the week again have a look and see what something is and then estimate it's a similar thing to to veg um although it is higher in calories it might be worthwhile just having a look and seeing how much it is you're actually using so but things like making things simple using like the 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 is it like the one cow um, olive oil sprays and stuff like that? That's always a really good option. So rather than having well, to keep weight out. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing is like, yes, the I would use for cooking the calorie spray if you're trying to reduce your calories. But it could be that you're on 2,500 calories and you're like, yeah, I'd like to use some olive oil. And there are benefits. Like olive oil is, if there is like a quote unquote, I don't know, magic food or superfood, like mine would be olive oil not necessarily for cooking with I think it's better if you just have it like drizzled on a salad or something but in terms of the research and what we know about certain foods like if there was one it's that so I think it's great that you're having olive oil in as opposed to just spray but it probably would be better like un unheated um when you the the thing that jumps out to me about this question is does it count as a portion? Now, no one's told you how many portions of fat to have, and I don't really know where that notion is coming from, but what we would want you to do is try and have about 0.5 to 1 gram per kilogram body weight of fat minimum. Now, if you have more than that, absolutely fine, but that's the minimum we would want you to have. And I would urge women especially to go on the higher end of that for better hormonal function um so that's what I would look at I wouldn't be like oh I need to have x portions of fat a day or people get a bit hung up on this with fruit as well um veg even as well because they're like oh I've got this mixed bag of veg like does this count as a portion of peas even though there's like six peas in there like not really no but it doesn't hugely matter like when we say we want you to get five or six fruit and veg in a day like I would just use common sense. Like if you're having two peas because they were randomly in a little bit of something that you were having, it doesn't count as one of your five a day. But if you're having like a decent portion, I know people are like, what's a portion? But I think that we can use common sense here. I would hope. Okay, uh, question for you, Shona. What do you think of pre-workout drinks? Um... I think you posted about this recently, Emma, didn't you? Did you post about pre-workout drinks? To be honest, I I don't really ever take them. I just drink coffee before my workout, and that does exactly the same job. However, some pre-workouts have, as well as caffeine, they have beta-alanine, um, which does have 
um, a benefit, but actually for a lot of people, they don't like the way that it makes you feel like it makes my skin itch and I find that quite distracting. So um, probably just save your money and have a nice coffee. Or like me, if you don't like coffee, I'll take a caffeine drink. Yeah, exactly. There's like a, I mean, Personal diet, preference, isn't like it? a Red Bull, Diet Red Bull, Monster, whatever, like your, your drink of choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Really, it's, and the other point is like, you don't need a pre-workout. And I would, no. I would limit it to like now and again. Like if you're having a pre-workout before every single workout, it's really quite unnecessary. But if you're, I don't know, if you've got a really long day and for some reason you're having to work out in the evening and you'd normally work out in the morning and you just can't be bothered. Actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take pre-workout in the evening. But my point is like maybe don't rely on it, but use it every now and again. Like you certainly don't need it. And the main active ingredient, as Shona said, is caffeine. So you can get that in other forms if you wish. I don't particularly like the pre-workouts that have beta alanine in. They just... Yeah. Make you feel weird. Yeah. I don't like having an itchy face. Like, mm-hmm. ugh. Horrible feeling. Um, oh, Andy, question for you. What time should I take creatine? Anytime. Doesn't matter. Don't you remember Andy saying it doesn't matter where it goes in or when it goes in? Any time whatsoever. It's the same thing with people keep going, do I put it in my post-workout? Do I put it in my pre-workout? Doesn't it, honestly, it is one of these things that does not matter. You could dry huff it, so you could just stick five grams of it on your tongue and then try and, like the cinnamon challenge, start a creatine challenge. Can it, I just say, with, them, with that, like, I was trying to take it at a certain time, but like it, it's better to take it at a time that you remember to take it because then you're going to be consistent. So I had the like the bag of the powder and I was just dry huffing it and I just couldn't like I was like putting the spoonful in my mouth. Whereas like I went on my protein and you can get the little tablets. So I just take three of them a day. They are really big. Um, but just do you know like, what though? I, like I I do think that if you can swallow tablets like that, then that's probably an easier way. But the mm. um, powder's fine. Like, I just put it in a little yeah. bit of Vimto. All right. Put, yeah. you put, it, put it in anything. You can like, put it in your thing is, it's, It doesn't taste of anything. It's just a bit gross because it's, like, grainy. Sand. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, like, I would I would say it's, like, drinking sand, but it's not because it's not salty or anything. No. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't matter when you take it. And basically what's happening is your muscles are becoming saturated with creatine. So it doesn't matter when you're... Like the, the point is that you want your muscles to be full in terms of their creatine source, uh, stores. So whenever you take it during the day, isn't going to make any difference. It, apart from, and I think Shona's point is really important that, you know, I would just take, if you're taking any supplements, just take them all at the same time because otherwise you'll just forget to take it or like have it with your breakfast or something. Yeah. The term dry huffing just made me gag. <laughs> <laughs> Who's written that? Uh, Andrea. <laughs> oh, I'm still I'm still halfway up the the question. Okay, uh, not listening yeah, live, but can be complete with quite a few of these gems. Andrea. No, Andy get comes out with a few oh, gems. Oh yeah, yeah, true. You need to get used to it, yeah. You've got a listen though, because not very often. <laughs> <laughs> not listening live, but can someone let me know the answer to this one, please? Regarding healthy fats. Oh, okay. Zoe's actually popped up quite a nice little um, put a, like a little like uh, answer to that. So if you read through the the comments, she's actually put oh. up a quite a nice one there. I 
actually don't remember writing that. Um, it says in reference to five plus portions of healthy fats a week. Um, okay, well, I obviously did write that, but actually I would prefer you stick to 0 0.5 for one grams per kilogram body weight, please. And probably Sorry. ideally one gram. Uh, Emily's just said, is the nutrition section in the app duplicating the info on MyFitnessPal? Yes, so don't put it in twice, just use MyFitnessPal. Do you measure to lean body weight, current weight for fats? Ah, uh, such a good question. Um, mm -hmm. I would try and estimate lean-ish body weight. Um, now, we don't have goal weights or anything. And to, to be honest, it doesn't need to be that specific. But if you know that, like, you're lean-ish weight, and I don't mean shredded, I just mean, like, healthy weight. Even if you just looked at healthy weight in a BMI and go, go off somewhere in that range, because if you're very overweight and you're trying to get in 100 grams of fat a day, that, that's completely unnecessary. Hmm. And, and I mean, that, like, I mean, if you're a 100, if you're a 100 kilogram man, who's quite lean, I don't know if I've ever seen a 100 kilogram woman who's quite lean. I don't think no, not, not off the top of my head. A really tall, really yeah. tall. Yeah, no, maybe. not. Mm. It's less likely. Uh, okay, I've been tracking on my fitness pal for a while. I can be within my fat allowance for the day. However, I often exceed saturated fat target. Though this target is set by my fitness pal, I think. Do I need to worry about this? Same with sugars. You don't need to worry about sugars because you know even eating quote unquote too much fruit will make your sugars seem high on my fitness pal. Be sensible with it, like. I would worry about your sugars if you were just getting sugar from cocoa pops and you weren't eating any fruit and veg. But if you're like, oh, my sugars are over today, technically on my fitness pal, which doesn't really mean anything. But all I've had is, or like I've had a small chocolate bar, but mostly fruit. Obviously, it's fine. Like, don't stress about that. I would try and reduce saturated fat and increase polyunsaturated fat. That would be beneficial to your overall health and also your lean body mass. So that would be something that I would try and sway you more towards. But also, I wouldn't massively worry about it, to be honest. Especially not if it's like the odd day you go over. Like, that's going to make absolutely no difference. Yeah. Um, Amy's come up with one. I don't normally eat breakfast as I'm never hungry. Can I spread my calories over lunch and dinner? Um, I would say... Yes, but as long as you are regularly getting protein um, in your diet, so make sure that you're getting like three or four portions of protein throughout the day. Um, so even if it means that you're not hungry, but you have a protein shake or you have like a little protein yogurt first thing in the morning, um, that is a that is better um, than having like, if your target is 100 grams, having like 50 grams of protein at lunch and 50 grams at dinner, because we want you to regularly stimulate muscle protein synthesis throughout the day so like 25 grams 30 grams at a time yeah I would agree with that and I think actually I've noticed this because I, um, I was exactly the same as you that I would never eat breakfast really I just get up and get going now that building muscle is my goal I think it's absolutely like it doesn't it's not quite quite optimal it doesn't make much sense not to have breakfast because it's just another protein feeding window 
And initially I woke up, like I wasn't hungry because I never normally eat breakfast. After about two weeks of eating breakfast, now I wake up hungry. Like your body will retrain to what you do to it. So I would get up and start having something really simple like a protein yogurt, which is what I started having. And after a couple of weeks, you will find that actually you are quite hungry for breakfast because your body's now used to eating at that time. Yeah. Okay, um, Andrew's question, because I'm now moving on to, I can't believe we've only done nutrition, but anyway, I'm moving on to point two, which is morning and evening routines. Those are on the website. So go to the linked welcome post and click the link to the website, the Google site, and that will have your morning and evening routine. Please do this for the first two weeks. If you then decide it doesn't add anything to my life, I'm absolutely fine with you not doing it. But you'd be surprised the amount of check-ins we get, like last check-ins we get. And sometimes, you know, like there will be a couple of people who have things going on in their life. And at the moment, you know, maybe they didn't lose the weight that they wanted to lose during the time. But it's something that they often mention, even if they haven't got the results they necessarily came for, it's how impactful the morning and evening routine has been in terms of productivity, in terms of mood, in terms of sleeping better. Like, and they're both really simple. They will not take you more than 10 minutes to do but it's that compounding effect. And like the morning routine isn't about the physical aspects in it. It's about starting your day with a positive, with a positive. And then it's so much easier to make positive decisions throughout the day without even making any effort to do so. So you'll be amazed at like the difference in just taking five minutes in the morning to do that is, and you can do it while the kettle is boiling. Like it, it will not take you long at all. But if you start your day on the right foot and get out of bed on the right side or whatever the saying is, you have just such, you just make such better choices throughout the day anyway, without it even being a chore kind of thing. And then the evening routine is kind of about assessing your day a little bit, but also planning for the next day. And I find that it's really useful in that if there's anything I'm stressing about doing, if I'm like, ah. Oh, I've got to resend these emails to make sure everyone's got their protein targets. Like I'll just write it the night before because then I don't worry that I'm going to forget it and it's there when I wake up and I just go ahead and do it so I'm not stressing about stuff. Um, so that is the morning and evening routine. I'm not going to say what they are because I might put this on the podcast and obviously it's top secret information, but they are all linked in the group. So go and check that out. Uh, does anyone else have anything to add on the morning and evening routine? No. Do feel free to like add your own bits as well. Like these are very easy. It's not some Instagrammy morning routine of like, okay, wake up and do three hours of journaling and then <laughs> an hour of meditation. And look, now it's six a.m. and you can start your day. <laughs> you had three hours sleep, but that's okay. Uh, but you've also read ninety-five books in that time as well. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. Oh. Successful reading CEOs five books while you're listening to an audiobook on double speed as well because <laughs> productivity um <laughs> yeah so it's nothing like that it's very easy but if you're like i would like to do a longer morning routine then add that on like that's absolutely fine okay workouts jenny you've just had a look at the workouts i did I did just have a look at the workouts. Um, there's lots of different options there depending on what type of equipment that you've got or 
if you've got access to a gym or not, because some of us are in lockdown, some of us aren't. Um, and there's been a lot of questions so far, so I've just let incense. Um, I, of course I, you have. Of course I have. She just, she's just dropped one and she's just trying to make up for the fact that she's done it. So, oh, Jesus, that's bad. <laughs> must be the incense. We were accurate, Andy. We were accurate. <laughs> I think I anyway, might light a candle. Have you yeah. done one as well? Um, yeah, my chakras are aligned. So anyway, <laughs> uh, what were we saying about the workouts? Yeah, we've all got access to different equipment and there's been a few questions already so far. Like people, first of all, which ones should I do? So um, I would stick to a block rather than being like, I'm going to do one of these resistance one, what resistance bands one, one of these dumbbell ones, one of these like full body, whatever. I would stick to one block to keep it simple for yourself. We ask you to do a minimum of three per week. Um, and you don't need to do any more than that. If that's all that you can fit in, then that is fabulous. And you might decide over the weeks that you've got a little bit more time and you're enjoying it. So you want to add more in. So you could do that too. And then there's also, I don't want to rush ahead. Well, I will say um, on this point, because that's a really good point. Don't think that people are going to get twice the results you're getting because they're training yeah. twice as much. Like doing six workouts is not twice as good as doing three. In fact, it's probably about 20% better. And that's because of the law of diminishing returns. Like more and more isn't doesn't add the same magnitude of benefit. If you're going from doing no workouts to three workouts a week, you will get a huge improvement from that and you will get most of your results just from those three workouts. So don't stress that there's someone else who's doing six workouts. It's probably just because they love exercise. They've got a bit more time than you at the moment. And yeah, so that's the only negative of group coaching sometimes is I think that some people will see, like we've got some really fit people in this group who train every single day really, really hard. And then we've got people who are just starting out and you don't need to be competing with those people. Like, it's not competition. You're both at different stages. You might not ever even want to do that much exercise. And you just want to lose a little bit of weight and feel a little bit better about yourself. Like, everyone has different goals. So please don't think that you're not doing as well because you're not doing as many workouts. Yeah. Also, those people that are doing six workouts a week don't think that they're judging you for only doing three. I think that's always something else. It's the same when you walk into like, somebody and you be walking into a gym everybody thinks that they're looking at them when in actual fact they probably aren't no there's no judgment probably looking at themselves yeah exactly so yeah don't don't think that the, the beauty of the group and the beauty of the community is is that we're all here to back each other up you know you've got three like very very experienced coaches that are fighting your fighting your corner but you've also got a hundred other people within the group who have been here for a set amount of time uh, maybe it's your first time but we're all here to help each other out and you'll see that over the next six weeks and that's why we've got quite such a we've got such a big number of people that stay on for committed afterwards which will tell you further down the line but that's one of the reasons is because the, the, the other point to make is there is about 20 personal trainers in this group if not slightly yeah. more uh quite a lot of my one-to-ones are personal trainers quite a lot of the commit to six group of personal trainers quite a lot of the new intake of personal trainers as well because I've spoken to a few of them being like I'm a trainer do you mind if I join and yes you're absolutely welcome so feel free and and actually quite a lot of people that have done EIQ nutrition and I think like your knowledge like because now I know that your knowledge of nutrition is extremely good as well like there's going to be so much support in this group and we're not 
um, what's the right word? I think Hannah put this really well the other day. She put up a post and she was like, it's so nice that there's so many PTs in this group and you could all see each other as competition, but actually you encourage each other and you're all supporting each other's businesses on Instagram and liking each other's posts and sharing things. And it's like, it isn't a competition. Obviously, please don't promote your own business in the group. That would be slightly inappropriate. But like, we're more than happy for you to share your knowledge. In fact, I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you will be extremely well also quite humbling that you've got other personal trainers coming to learn from you so like it's you know that's kind of it's it's a good thing yeah agreed um okay so so back to the workouts just so people know uh if you have a gym or gym access use the gym if you have dumbbells at home do the dumbbell workouts a couple of people have just asked what does db mean it means dumbbell um if you don't have either do the home workouts there are three home workouts that don't need bands and then there are three banded workouts if you want to do six workouts do all of them if you want to do three i would recommend the banded ones and i completely agree with shona's point if you're doing the dumbbell workouts just like just do them if you wanted to do an extra whatever you could jump in on something else but try and stick to a program if you're doing the home workouts i don't mind so much if you want to jump between the banded and the home body weight like that doesn't matter so much because most of them are full body uh yeah and then there's also been some questions about people that do exercise outside of their of this program so like they do an online class um or they run as well um you can continue to do them on top of your dumbbell or your home workouts or whatever the program that we've given you but we would really like you to make sure that you get some resistance or weighted workouts in your routine it's really important and I think I commented this earlier Emma has a podcast all about the importance of building muscle for all the health benefits listen to that podcast it is so informative um so yeah make sure that you're getting those in and then you can do all your other cardio stuff on top of that yeah you're you're so right I think so many people think that cardio there's still this notion that cardio is better than weights and that that's what's important or that I just want to burn fat so I don't care about lifting weights but please do listen to that podcast because I don't want to go into it now because we're going to be on this podcast for quite a long time anyway but it really does break down and I challenge anyone to listen to that and then be like nah still don't want to lift weights um the other thing I will add is if you want to do some like mobility work yoga stuff Shona does a brilliant yoga class, so she'll link that in the group as well, um, which is all online, so anyone can join. And, yeah, I think that kind of covers the workouts. Obviously, if you have questions, do ask. Some people who have more kit at home and, like, almost the gym set up try and um, adapt the gym workouts a little bit, which is absolutely fine. You can There's actual swap functions on the app as well, and if there's anything that maybe you don't have one bit of kit or something just post in the group and we'll give you an alternative exercise um but yeah those so you so I do understand that you might be going onto the workout section and be a little bit overwhelmed because there's a lot of workouts there and I'm sorry for that but it's just because of the situation at the moment like we don't know who's got what kit and we wanted to give everyone the options of whatever they have available so sorry if you have to scroll through them but that's why there's so many workouts there 
someone's asked about access to the workouts after the six weeks. Unfortunately, because of the app that we use, once the six weeks is up, you get removed from the app. So if you are wanting to keep them, we do usually recommend that you screenshot the, the workouts. Yeah, although we shouldn't really recommend that because it's a six-week course. You've paid for six weeks of coaching. You get exactly. six weeks of coaching. Yeah. If you do want to copy it, do you know what? I There is actually a print function. So you can go on on your like uh, on your computer and you can print them off if you really want to. Or, you know what? You can just stay on for committed. Woo! So, just exactly. saying. Um, okay, Sarah King, is there a recommended water intake? No, because this is so overhyped. You know, if there's anything that's massively overhyped in fat loss, it's water intake. And this it's happens same- less so now, but we used to always get check-ins being like, yeah, everything's fine. I just don't think I'm drinking enough water and that's why I'm not losing fat. That is not, unfortunately, that is not the reason. The reason that most people suggest that people drink more water is because most people don't drink enough water. But drinking more and more water won't have any benefit whatsoever. It would just mean that you go to the toilet more. Like your body is very good at keeping its water balance. So the things that I would suggest is always having like obviously stay hydrated and drink water while you eat food partly to slow you down a little bit because some people just rush their meals where if you've got a glass of water and you're drinking that as well it slows you down um and yeah like now and again there might be occasions where you are actually thirsty not hungry but yeah don't get really obsessive with the water intake because you will just pee more like that's all that will happen Exactly. Um, Jen's asked, if you want to do some cycling spinning to make up the activity levels instead of walking, is there any estimates or on equivalent of number of steps this would be? We've had this quite a few times and unfortunately there is no equation that works across. Um, so there, there is, but just to put into context <clears throat> how complicated this is, if you just Google METS, metabolic equivalents of different exercises, kind of seems quite simple initially but then when you start to get into it and you start to try and like figure out what that would be in comparison it's so complicated like there's absolutely no way we could say that 30 minutes of spin is the equivalent to 10,000 steps or 8,000 whatever because we don't know how hard you're spinning we don't know how efficient you are we don't know how fit you are at that like and your weight, like there's just so many aspects. And I had a discussion um, about this with someone who has their in swimming pool. <laughs> Hello. So she was like, Hello. can I swim instead? And I was like, yeah, you, you absolutely can swim instead. It's just that we can't give you an exact number of steps that that would account for. And to a large extent, it doesn't really matter. The reason we set your step target is just because it's a very easy way for us to estimate your energy expenditure there isn't another um more accurate way and although it's potentially not particularly accurate because for example andy will burn more calories than i will walking twelve thousand steps because he weighs more um so it's not like an exact number does he no i'm joking oh (laughs) Who has a really funny walk? You well, do. Apparently you. I walk in circles. I've got one. I've got one leg shorter than the other. Dude, I'm like time. I walk like <laughs> a really extra walk. <laughs> um. Now Sorry. I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. 
gosh. But anyway, it's my point was it's consistent. So then we could increase that if you're not losing weight or we could decrease it for some reason. Um, so, yeah, it's just to keep things consistent. Um, but coming back to the original question, yes, you can, but I would keep that consistent as well. So if you're saying, yeah. cool, I do 30 minutes of spin three times a week, keep that consistent so we know your energy expenditure. And if we ever need to adapt things, then we can. Do you know what I used to do when I taught spin um, and I would do like weekly step challenges? I would attach my Fitbit to the pedal and a half yeah. hour spin class. It's so it's cheating. It's totally yeah. cheating, but it would give me like an extra five thousand steps. Yeah, because you're not even carrying like your body weight. This is what I said about swimming as well to the women asking about swimming was that you know if you swim fast, you'll burn more calories than you would walking, like yeah. given like X amount of speed and stuff, because it's very inefficient. But if you're swimming slowly, you're going to burn far less calories than you would walking because you're not even carrying your body weight. Like my grandma used to go to the swimming pool every morning and do, I think it was like 50 lengths. And I went with her one morning and she literally just floated up and down. Like it, she must have burned and like she's diabetic and everything. Like she could have really done with some exercise. But she lived right next to the swimming pool. So she would just walk over the road about probably less than 100 meters and i'm like you yeah. burnt more calories walking here than you did floating around the swimming pool in the river rapids like floating around <laughs> <laughs> like never got her hair wet <laughs> so funny and then my other grandma is like insane like I, she has i really hope i've got her genetics because she is the complete opposite like so slim always has been never sits down and she managed so she wears a snorkel to the swimming pool she's breathing's overrated I don't and I remember no because she's like legit serious and I remember going with her once and, and then telling us that we couldn't use snorkels in the swimming pool but anyway she has recently been diving down to the bottom of the pool and smashed her head off the bottom and has like wrecked her neck doing it and I was like that is the difference between like one of them's just literally the standard, like never gets their hair wet. And then the other no, one's just... like, here's my snorkel. SAS commando. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Lucy's asking which number of the podcast is the muscle building. Right. Someone else answer a question while I look this up. Okay. What's next? Uh, um, what, how much do you recommend doing on rest days? Andy, what do you think? Um, still hit your steps. But yep. apart from that, a rest day is a rest day. Yep. Um, rest days are as equally as important as your training days. You're just down to the fact that when you rest, you recover, which obviously helps your adaptations for your physique. Um, I think a lot of people... As, as Emma mentioned previously about the fact that some people try to fire in far too many workouts, not enough people actually designate themselves a rest day and actually take a bit of time. You know, it's um, it's all great. You know, I'd, I I would do the same. I'd train seven days a week if I had the opportunity. Well, I do have the opportunity, but I would train seven days a week. But I actually make myself take a day off because it's time for me to also spend a bit of time with my other half. So like I'm She's not. So lucky she gets one day a week. 
She did. She get honestly. She's doing my nothing just now. So <laughs> she's like, honestly, she started throwing elbows and knees and stuff, and when she's sleeping, so like I'm waking up with like I'm getting a punch in the face. So I don't know if that's maybe because I'm snoring and she's actually meaning it, or if it's she's sleeping and she's doing it by accident. But yeah, we'll she's having... like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, you're awake now and you stopped snoring. Oh, okay. <laughs> Best one ever. She's like, she's got, she's now built this pillow fortress, right? She's got this pillow fortress to sort of keep herself in because she sleeps with, she sleeps to the side that where the wall was at. So it was one night, it must have been about one in the morning, all I heard was a, ah! And she headbutted the wall, and she gets up and she's like, oh yeah, fuck her! What the fuck was that? It's like, honestly, the whole wall was like still shaking, and I'm, I just rolled over my bed to sleep, but she was not a happy bunny. <laughs> Apparently it's because I put a cold foot on her back of her leg. That's what I blame. Oh, that is the blame. worst feeling ever, like someone else's cold feet on your skin. Ugh. Yeah, you know what, I'm with her. okay lucy it is 152 episode 152 guys okay go 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 not till after the end of the line obviously yeah Um, keely's asked one um what if you can't manage a particular exercise or number of reps due to being unfit just keep trying do you remember there was a lady in the last Commit to Six who had this exact problem and um, she was feeling at the start, like she posted in a group about it, she was feeling like a bit defeated and we all and everyone else in the group was like, no, no, keep trying. Like she was, she was like, couldn't do uh, 12 reps. So I think she was like managing eight or something or she wasn't able to use like the weight or do it properly. But she kept practicing and then after literally only two weeks, she managed to get like the full reps and the feeling of achievement. And that lady. That lady Jonah. was me. <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> and now look at me. And because she got that rep, she's now also pregnant. So it got her two ways. <laughs> Results. <laughs> Results and progress. <laughs> And just six weeks later, IFBB Pro. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so, but yeah, okay. I think it's such a good point. Like, just just work on it. And honestly, the coolest thing about starting from, like, being quite new to exercise is you will improve so quickly. Like, you might be like, oh, you know, I can only do half a push-up at the moment. Within a couple of weeks, you'll be repping out push-ups. And so many people start and they see the morning routine and they're like, oh my God, there's push-ups in the morning routine. I can't do them. What do I do instead? Well, there's regressions to push-ups. So you start with a wall press. That's absolutely fine to start there. But every single person, if they do the morning routine every single day during the six weeks, can do push-ups by the end. We've never had someone that can't do that if they do it every single day. And it might not seem like much every single day, but when you do small actions daily for a period of time like the improvement's insane so do keep trying don't be disheartened we all start somewhere okay um this has come up a couple of times and a lot of me regrets putting in the 100 rep challenge because it was fun during the first lockdown and I thought this is a great idea it's going to get people up and active when they're working at home and and you know give people something to do and now it just seems to confuse people but it is a complete option. Like you do not have to do them at all. 
they're just like an extra quote-unquote fun exercise to do and the aim is that you get hundreds throughout the day so the aim isn't to do a hundred in a row the whole point of it was okay let's see if you can get a hundred squats throughout the day while you're working at home that means that every couple of hours you're going to get up and do 10 squats or 20 squats and you're going to get it done by the end of the day that was the idea (laughs) and it's kind of changed into like something else and people get a bit stressed about it so don't get stressed about it I would probably start with your first week just being like I'm gonna get my steps in I'm gonna get my workouts in I'm gonna hit my nutrition targets do not worry about anything else if you decide like if you're someone who's coming in like already doing that and you're like yeah do you know what I would kind of like a little bit of an extra challenge cool add in 100 reps it's on the list of priorities it comes at the bottom for me like morning and evening routine workouts three times a week steps showing why you're still laughing <laughs> um <laughs> whoa pregnant pregnant cool. I'm still laughing at that lady was showing up <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's up your Attenborough moment did you know who that <laughs> was emma's voice coming down like david attenborough <laughs> the narrator Oh, my dad's calling me. Okay. Uh, Kenny has asked, could steps be averaged over the week? Weekends, I manage to walk more than I do during the week. Yeah. We get a lot of people doing that. So, um, from Shari, will you be doing frequent lives like this? Yes. Yes, we will. And they'll be even better. Exactly. They get better and better because this time we have to kind of go over the basics which yeah. might be boring for people who have done Commit 6 before, but after this, they get even better. Yeah, Could you do believe? like yeah. about two a week, don't we? Sometimes yeah, one, three, it, always sometimes one. <laughs> always yeah. one, and then sometimes yeah. two. Yeah. Georgina, could you do yoga on a rest day? Yes, you yeah. can. Only if you're doing <laughs> shoga. <laughs> That's true. Um, What about... Claire, what what's the first workout exercise? I'm not sure what that means. She's the second part of that. She's put is is it by week as in week one each day? No, no, it'll be week one, and you pick your workouts out of week one and week two. That something else that we need to cover as well on this is that came up quite a couple of times. The last time is that your your the reason that we have blocks of training is is to keep things interesting for people training however there is no there's there's no reason why you can't pick the workouts that you use for weeks one and two and run them for all six weeks and keep pushing progress in actual fact for a lot of people that'll probably work much better but because you're obviously people have invested in taking the program on we need to give you a bit of variety in your sessions but i think one of the one of the best um results that, or one of the folks that was checking one of the clients was checking with me last time was she stuck with the same program for the three or six weeks and she was lucky enough to be able to progress everything so she had the amount of dumbbells etc she needed to progress all the way through but she genuinely did the same four sessions every week for six weeks yeah which isn't even a particularly long period of time like some people would do that for much longer than that and a lot of people do the first block and they're like I know what I'm doing now and it actually took me a couple of weeks to get into these workouts and I think if that's you then just continue if you decide you do want some variety you get a new block every two weeks 
but honestly you would probably get better results sticking to the same block um and someone else has just asked on the dumbbell workouts do we do reps to failure on each of the sets no you stick to the rep range that we've allocated so it's lifting as heavy as possible for the given reps and there's also an um a notes function a notes or like a notes tab so if the rep ranges might seem weird or like need explaining click the notes because it will say this is what I want you to do so it might there might be and I can't remember off the top of my head one that's like reps to failure on the last set or something but it will say it in the notes but most of them are just you're lifting as heavy as possible for the given rep rep range okay um we've covered steps we've covered workouts we've covered the hundred We've spoken about how amazing the group is. Check-ins. Right, so you will get an email on Friday morning. Not this Friday, the Friday after. Uh, What time is it, 6 a.m.? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to get up to get get it at 6 a.m. It gets sent out at It gets sent out at that time. Then you have 24 hours to reply to that email with your check-in and then Andy and I Emma as well will be responding to those check-ins over the course of the weekend so don't panic if like we don't respond straight away because one thing I will say that me and Andy also have one-to-one clients and work outside of commit to six so um yeah we've got those other commitments as well uh but with your well, and, and on that point I think like this is something that's going to be more important this round because they're slightly more check-ins. Like Andy and Shona allocate time to do your check-ins. So they know that on a Friday they're coming in. So they allocate time on a Friday and over the weekend to do them. Some people check in late and it's actually really hard to then get back to your check-ins. Like you have a full 24 hours to do it. You know when it's coming. Like please, please get those check-ins in on time because otherwise it makes it really hard for us to give you the feedback that you deserve like if they're coming in a couple of days late it's really hard for us to get you feedback so yeah. please respect your coaches and just you have a whole 24 hours to do that and the best way to contact me now because you're more than welcome to contact us outside of that check-in time the best way is to either tag us in the facebook group or you can email us but you'll have our email after um, yeah i'm just gonna set some boundaries here because boundaries are very important if it can be asked in the group please please ask it in the group if it is personal or like a health problem you can email one of us but this is group coaching like there's another service which andy and shona both do which is one-to-one coaching you get a higher level of um contact and it kind of isn't fair to people paying for one-to-one coaching if you're just emailing your coaches all the time it's group coaching for a reason your question will also be answered quicker and probably in more detail if you ask in the group like for example oh i'm I'm not hitting my protein how can you help me like you'll get a hell of a lot more in the group than you would uh, privately obviously there might be situations where you do need to ask something privately and we can we will absolutely get back to you but it's group coaching, questions should be asked in the group. Please respect that. Um, your check-ins are individual and no one else can see them and they will be like a conversation with your coach. The, the other thing I'd say about that is 
you get what you put into a check-in. If you answer yeah. the questions of, how was your workouts? Fine. How's your nutrition? Okay. There's not really anything that your coach can say to you. If you say, nutrition was okay, but I've been struggling with this. Do you have any suggestions here? Is it okay that I do X, Y, and Z? I'm worried that my calories are too high. Whatever. Like You need to tell us what you're worried about. And do you know what? There might be check-ins where you're like, oh, last two weeks have been perfect. Thanks so much. Check-in in two weeks. That like That's fine as well. But please don't, I don't know, give... Um... Oh, sorry. I was just looking at your comment, Shona. Yeah, please don't give very little to us and then expect a lot of feedback because we need something to go off. We, we're not mind readers. We can't tell how you feel. Yeah, I think, and, and, um, and make the most of those check-ins like yeah. it's you're meant to be looking back and review, reviewing your last two weeks and seeing what could have been better what you can improve on for the next couple of weeks yeah i think the biggest the most important thing and we have to like keep highlighting this is that no matter if you feel you've had a shitty two weeks mm-hmm. you will and you must check in like there's no don't try and hide you, you need things. like that's the check-in you need to do if yeah, you yeah. absolutely nailed your first two weeks, of course we still want you to check in, but all you're going to get back is that was freaking awesome. Like keep going and doing what you're doing because you're doing everything yeah. exactly right. It's the hard check-ins that I know because we've all been there. Like Andy coached me for a while and it's the check-ins that I didn't want to do where it's like, I've not done any exercise and you know my back's really sore and I've been eating too much, like blah, blah, blah. The hard check-ins are the ones you need to do. That's when you need support. The weeks where I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel really great. Just like, cool, keep going then. Yeah. I think that's it. I think, it's, um, I think a lot of people either become embarrassed about the fact that, you know, the scale maybe hasn't moved. But, you know, that's, that's not the only progress marker that you have to look for. You know, and that's, as a coach, that's, as coaches, that's what we do. We help you reframe what you think may have been a crappy two weeks into actually you've also achieved this 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 and this like mm-hmm. they are much better wins than the scale will potentially moving a small amount and, if you and that's what this, that's what the questions in the check-ins do as well they sort of help you realize actually as much as I didn't get in four workouts and I said I wanted to I've actually done pretty well over the last two weeks it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be and we're we're here to support that so like check-ins are extremely important the people who get the best results do check-ins and the other thing I'll say and Andy that was a really good point about almost like don't worry about projecting what you think we want onto you like your goal might be not even anything to do with weight loss it might just be to get some consistency and improve your fitness Mm -hmm. or or it could be weight loss but we're not going to be annoyed at the fact that you've not lost weight, especially in two weeks. Like we very much know that fat loss can be masked in the, on the scales in two weeks. If you come to us and say, I've ticked all of my non-negotiables, I've hit my steps, I've hit my calorie target, I've got in protein, I've done my morning and evening routines, I've got three workouts in a week, but I've not lost weight. That's still a successful two weeks, even if fat loss yeah. is your goal. Like we wouldn't ask for any more than that. So please don't feel like, because like, we get this a lot and it doesn't come from us, but it's this expectation potentially of personal trainers. Like, oh, they'll be let down if I don't come to them with really good results. And mm-hmm. that's not what it's about. We're not, we're not parents. You guys are children. 
we're not here to chastise you and make you feel small. We're You're here my to, babies. Exactly. We're here to lift you up and motivate you and push you forward, even when you think that things aren't going well. That's exactly what a coach is about. So. You raise me up so I can... Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I Oh, wait. There's a couple more questions. Can anyone else see your progress photos? Oh, brilliant question. So a lot of people don't put up progress photos for various reasons. And I am begging you to do it. Nobody can see them. In fact, Andy, Shona and I don't even look at them unless you ask us to. It's for you. Like they are 100% for you. Also, anything you put on that app is completely confidential. Anything you write in a check-in is completely confidential. Nobody sees these things. Um, but please, please, please take progress photos, even if you hate your initial ones. It like it will be so motivating, especially when you're not seeing scale weight loss or something. And we've seen people who have had like some of them, even at this stage, and given how many um, clients I've coached now, who are like, oh, I've not lost any weight, but I think I can see some differences. And they'll send me a progress photo, and I'm like, How the hell have you not lost weight between these photos? And that is the most impressive transformation because it quite clearly means you've built lean muscle mass while you've lost weight. Yeah. Oh, sorry, while you've lost fat, but you've not lost weight. And that is really freaking hard to do. So that's incredible. So please don't just look at the scales. Um, yeah. And please, please, please take your progress photos. And do you know what? I don't even really care. Like, it'd be great if you could upload them, but I don't really care if you don't. Take them keep them in an area on your phone I mean I would upload them partly because you could then if you wanted to delete them from your phone and they're there on your area of the app which no one else can see and no one else will look at and then when you come to do your next progress photos you can see how much change you've made another point on those please try and do them in the same clothing in the same lighting in the same place and keep everything as consistent as possible in in the same in the same pose as well so don't do like don't throw no you do your first pose hunched over looking <laughs> sad breathe and out. then you breathe in for your second one yeah that's what so you do it's quite funny because i've had in the past i've had folk doing like trying to like, do progress shots and they're genuinely striking different poses like how can we like see anything here like, yeah ideally happy. just like basic front back side relax yeah perfect um oh and the other thing we should probably talk about is weighing there are a couple of options for this ideally I want you doing one of two things I either want you deciding that you're not going to weigh at all because it's too much like it ruins your day seeing the scales or what I would prefer is that you weigh every single day and see it as a marker and you're looking for your lowest weight of the week and that's what you would check in with because the scales will fluctuate And I actually think for a lot of people, seeing how much they fluctuate independently of the calories they're sticking to is a real eye opener into, oh my God, right, okay, I've realized now that this isn't a marker of my body fat stores. It can't possibly be. It's impossible. And it actually removes some of the emotion from the scales. But we do have clients who are, are really quite attached to the scales and it ruins their day if they see it going up a tiny bit and then they want to over restrict and if that's you then let's just not use them 
they are and what I would say is they are a useful marker long term looking at trends like we want the trend to go down but we fully expect fluctuations and if you're a female like it is inevitable that there will be at least some fluctuation but again if it's ruining your day then it's absolutely not worth it but if you're not weighing yourself you have to take progress photos okay so I think we've covered everything I mean it's only taken an hour and 20 minutes not bad not bad um but thank you very much for your time guys and thank you everyone who has logged on live and anyone who is watching this back this is i i'm so excited about this intake and i think i say this every time but it never gets it never gets old for me yep was it um lucy just said lucy can you uh message me if you can't get something on the app okay uh bye guys If you enjoy the podcast and you want to join Commit to Six, you can head over to esgfitness.co.uk forward slash commit to six and you can join the waiting list for the next intake. We would love to have you.